What's happening, fam? It's your boy Sherrod, and welcome to another podcast episode of Behind the Grind, powered by Sherrod Speaks, where each episode I have a conversation. I go behind the scenes to talk to individuals like you and I that are making impact with their influence and making change happen in the places around us. My goal is to encourage, to inspire, to motivate, give you everything that you need, the faith, the fuel, the ammunition, whatever it takes to get you on your journey as you push through and grind through behind the grind. Let's go. What's happening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Grind. I am your host, Sharon Schuler, and I'm so glad you decided to tune in and to listen to us this week. I believe this is right around the ninth episode, and I'm so glad to bring to you just once again an exciting guest. I have a young entrepreneur who's an expert in finance by the name of Sylvester Tyler. He's from my hometown, and he owns a business known as Fix My Finance. Based off that title, I bet you know what he can do best. He can help individuals fix their finance. And so we're going to have a conversation with him shortly. Very young entrepreneur that helps the youth as well. And so we're going to talk to him shortly. But before we do that, uh, this is setting us up for over the next few weeks, our podcast um, will be delivering because we're going to talk about money over the next few weeks. Um, the, The reason for that is because this pandemic has exposed that thing. It's exposed our money. It's exposed us in such a way. You know, I heard a statistic not sure how true it is, but they were saying that probably roughly around 70% of American workers, right, live paycheck to paycheck. That's a very interesting statistic. And when I heard that and and, and brought that into context of what we're experiencing right now, it, it was alarming to me. And I figured, you know what, we need to have more conversations about money. I don't know about you, but some of us, we don't have that conversation at home with our children like we should. And so maybe it's because we don't understand it, maybe because we're avoiding certain things, maybe because it's seems complicated. Not sure what the reason is, but the truth of the matter is we know that we need to have more of that conversation so that we can tackle that conversation and that we can put ourselves in a position uh, to uh, be in a place where we're not living paycheck to paycheck. And with that being said, we're going to be talking to other individuals, whether we're going to be talking to individuals about their about taxes, whether it's insurance, whether it's investing, whether it's uh, real estate, whether it's entrepreneurship, um, whatever it is, because we found out during this pandemic that there's many ramifications beyond just the COVID-19 on our physical health, but our actual financial health is being impacted as well. There's so many small businesses that are suffering right now. There's so many individuals that are suffering. And as I say that, on the other end of the uh, uh, side, we are seeing people that are getting money that they had never seen before. You know, we've got the stimulus money that's happening. And the question is, what are we doing with that money? We've got uh, unemployment, um, an injection of unemployment. Employment. We've got we've got the businesses that are receiving funds to help support workers. So there's money being dumped into the system. But the question is, beyond that, if we did not have those things in place, do we have the proper fundamentals of, uh, to deal with money? You know, for those of us who have gotten that stimulus check, which is in addition to the money that we're already getting from our employer and from our businesses already, what do we do with that money? You know, some of us um, have that money, and 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 are we deciding to go ahead and get 
get that pair of shoes that we always wanted or that um, that gadget or that thing that we had always wanted. Those are questions that we have to ask, you know, and not to say that you should do any of those things. I'm not suggesting that, but let's have that conversation. And so on these podcasts, we're going to talk about that, but we're going to start off right now and we're going to deal with the youth on this particular episode. And we're going to talk about the youth and the aspect of Sylvester uh, Tyler deals specifically with helping the youth um, with understanding finances. And so we want to introduce him to that. And then this is also a question for us parents. What principles, what things do we have in place for our youth that will prepare them? I know most of us want our children to do better than we have when it comes to finance. And so let's keep that at top of the mind. If you, do you have any needs uh, for um, to understand more about finance or understand how to fix your finance, I believe Sylvester is going to share uh, some resources that he has that he can help us with. With So without further ado, let's jump into this first conversation, this money talk conversation with Sylvester Tyler with Fix My Finance. All right, well, welcome to Behind the Grind. Um, today, I'm so excited about today. Um, you know, I know we are in these unprecedented times that many people are defining it as or describing it as, but I really like not to say it as unprecedented. It, I believe it's uh, something that we weren't expected, was a little unprepared for it. But the truth of the matter is, over the last few years, we've been experiencing a lot of disruptions. A lot of things have been going on, disaster after disaster. And somebody in some part of the world, in some shape or form, have experienced some type of crisis, right? But this is the one time that maybe all of us are experiencing at one time. And so here on today on Behind the Grind, I decided to go back to my hometown and I wanted to interview a guy, um, probably Flint's best kept secret is what I would like to describe him as, uh, somebody who is passionate about finance, passionate about money. Matter of fact, he even has an organization. He'll tell us a little bit about it, but he has an organization that's called Fix My Finance. And what better time to talk to somebody about fixing our finance or dealing with our finances right now in this time. And so uh, I want to introduce to the show and to those uh, may not know him, some may know him, you may be watching uh, to check him out today, but I want to introduce my guy, Sylvester Tyler. Well, welcome to Behind the Grind. How are you? Man, I'm doing pretty good. I'm 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 thankful to be here. I'm glad you put me on. I'm glad you have hosted me on the show, man. I'm glad to uh, come on here and give a little insight about fix my finance. Uh, man, I love what I do, man. I love it. I love it. I see. I see you rocking the brand. Of course, you've got the got the hoodie on. <laughs> you know, what? I got it all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting for me, you know, we met probably about a year or so ago, or uh, started talking about. I don't know about a year or so ago, but you know, when I see you, you, you're nice and suited up, got the everything going on. But I see you can go both ways with the nice hoodie too, as well, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah, usually that's how I usually get in public, man. I usually got my suit on about my business. But I mean, listen, like you said, we're in quarantine right now, and I try to appeal more when I'm doing like uh, when I'm working with the youth. Yeah, get more into that the the style that they are uh, rocking instead of that that suit and tie mentality from uh, time to time. Definitely understand that. You know, I've spent, as I mentioned to you, I spent a lot of time in my career. And of course, you know, the nine to five banker job, you've got, you suited up. But of course, like you said, you have a special niche and we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But you have a special niche in where you are able to really connect to the youth and specifically, um, you're able to connect to all. 
but specifically to the youth and as you're describing it you know sometimes it's it's the apparel you may have to connect and maybe you have a conversation about that but let's start off with that let's let's talk let's let, let's hear a little bit about you a little bit about your organization a little bit about what you do okay yeah so i started fix my finance about two years ago um and really with it i didn't know what i'm be honest with you i didn't know what i was doing i didn't okay. know where i was going i just knew for one i wanted to own a business and for two i wanted to be in the financial industry i was already in the financial industry but i wanted to own something uh -huh. so i started and i just started doing random stuff within it i'm like okay something something gonna work i'm gonna find one of somewhere 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 i started llc so mm -hmm. um it was actually my my bishop at the time he he was like i think you should do a financial literacy camp and i'm, I'm thinking to myself i'm like a financial literacy camp i'm like that's, <laughs> that's weird i mean right. but i think that might, that might work so um we did it for the first year and i, I kind of fell in love with it i always had a passion to give back to the community and always had a passion to just to what i learned to, to just pour it back into my community so the financial literacy camp i found a love for it because i had did seminars with adults and um they got the information but it was like who is this who is this 20 20 year old kid trying to tell me about right. my mom? And i've been dealing with, i've been doing this for so long but when i got when i got to doing it for the students mm -hmm. i saw them absorb the information and to bring financial literacy to them in a fun way was just it just, it just changed my whole perspective on the financial industry as a whole wow well let, let's 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 go back a little bit i, I love the name uh fix my finance like who, who came up with that how did you come up with that i mean it's perfect like how did you come up with this idea i'm not gonna lie to you so my mom she um is an advocate and she owns a brand uh, fix my crown okay not you, i kind of bit off of her name a little bit but the <laughs> fix my when i heard fix my crown and something just was like fix my finance and it was like it just clicked from there so shout out to my mom and fix my crown because I for sure bit off of her idea. <laughs> you know what? You didn't buy it off. That's how it's supposed to be. You know what I mean? Your mom obviously laid a uh, laid something down for you, a foundation down for you. Uh, sounds like your mom is into. You said she has her own business or or, or yeah. has her own eye brand or so. Yeah, she's an advocate for domestic violence. She has a lot of different ah. things that she uh, does within it. I don't want to spill too much. Beer. Sure, sure. She's behind the scenes with with it, and she's doing a lot. And I don't know what she has told the public versus what she hasn't, so I don't want to get too into it. <laughs> Definitely, but but the, the idea I really wanted to pull out, it sounds like you, you, you've you pulled this a little bit from, you know, something from your mom. Your mom has laid down some type of foundation for you, and like you said, you bit off the name and, and kind of been a little creative with the Fix My Finance. So let, let's talk a little bit more about um, Fix My Finance. Again, I, you, know, you know, I was excited to hear a little bit about uh, your program. You had a boot camp, I believe, or you have a, several boot boot camps, is that what it is for the youth, uh, where you're actually helping them with finance? Let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, how does that camp work and how does that boot camp work? So, am, I, um, am I calling it right? Is it a boot camp or? So we call it a, a financial literacy camp. I mean, okay. it, it, it's all in the, so right now, currently for the past two years, we um, we were using someone else's program, Camp Millionaire. Okay. Um, the program worked great, but for our target demographic, the term, the terminology and the structure of it, it didn't exactly fit. So um, for the first two years we did use it and it worked good for the students, they absorbed information. But this year, um, I actually have two co-founders for a new program that nice. we founded and it's gonna be the Grooming Young Millionaires program. Okay. So we already uh, received grant dollars for, for it for, from two different organizations and nice. uh, Grooming Young Millionaires is gonna be targeted to 
our demographic, which is um, underrepresented communities. So we're going to target schools like the Flint District schools, um, Hamley District schools, just different schools within our community that we feel like could really benefit from this financial literacy and from the knowledge in general. I love it. You know, and, and, and again, going back to my years, I've been at probably about close to 20 years in banking and, and that's powerful what you're doing because a lot of times, you know, we, you have like these financial literacies and they're, they're awesome. Don't get me wrong. They're awesome and they provide information, but sometimes that information doesn't go far enough for our, like you said, our demographic. It doesn't touch some of the things that uh, we need to share in our community. Um, so I'm assuming this, this, this particular uh, workshop that you're going to have for the youth is going to touch um, more of the things that they're dealing with, right? Is that is that what I'm getting out of it? Yes, it will. So different things that they talk about at home with their parents, the different the different things that they talk about with their grandparents, the different things that they know about within the community. Uh huh. We're going to bring that aspect more into the financial literacy campus because uh, the way we were doing it, it just like I said, they grasped the information, they understood the information, right. but I we feel like we can make it more engaging for them to where. Like the past two years, it was more so the parents that were putting the students in the camp. We want to make it so that these students are like, I have to be. That in they want to go to it. Yeah. That, exactly. That's awesome. So, so, uh, so you, you're, I'm assuming you, you've got some people that are working with you behind the scenes that are helping you put this together, which is great. Um, so would you still have, I think um, last time you had some aspects of it where you were exposing uh, the, the group that you were working with to different elements, like um, I'm assuming you were exposing them to different, um, uh, I don't know, you had like different tours or something like that. Was that, is that something that you're going to still incorporate with this camp or? Oh, most definitely. So the different tours and everything like that, um, that wasn't, that wasn't a part of the curriculum that we were Okay. Using. That the just the, the material was just that. So gotcha. everything, the business consultants that we brought in, the real estate investors that we brought in, the trip to the Federal Reserve, that That's was all core. That was my program. So gotcha. that for sure will still be a core program, especially like the thing of taking them to the Federal Reserve, exposing them to those millions of dollars, letting them see it in front of their face. That's a big impact on a camp. And we, we want to continue that. So that's huge. That, that, that part is huge. Again, a lot of people from our community, and again, this is my hometown, Flint. A lot of us, we're not exposed to that. You know, we're not exposed to that. And, and like you said, you're bringing in people uh, that work, you said in real estate, I'm assuming, real estate, finance, other areas in finance that you're bringing in. So you're exposing them to other people that I'm assuming somewhat look like them or can at least relate to them. Is that what, what I'm getting out of? Your camp. Yeah, man, we want to make it as relatable as possible. So we, the, the consultants and every, everyone that we bring in is, is someone that can relate to their circumstance, someone that's been in their footsteps that can tell them, this is what I've done to right. be successful. And this is what you can do to become successful. This is, man, this is, I love it. So let, let's go, let's talk about uh, Slyvester a little bit. Like how, you know, like all, all the professions and, and, and think different things, uh, how did you come up uh, with finance? I know you mentioned that you started working and, and different things like that, but it sounds like you, you have a passion that goes beyond just finding a job and working. You, it sounds like this is, goes a little deeper than that. How, how did you get into this? So man, it, I've always been, I've always been a slide of finance guy. I, can't, I mean, it sounded corny, but that's always been me as a child. Uh-huh. We played Monopoly. That's my dad's favorite board game. I was always <laughs> Were you always the banker? I, was, I had to. Be, I would fight you as a kid to be the banker. But that's my job. On the bank. Wow. Once I turned 18, I got into the banking industry. That was kind of a no-brainer. I mean, when I started college initially, uh-huh. I started with mechanical engineering, which don't oh, okay. get me wrong, I loved it. And I think the money would have been great. But sure. I didn't find the passion enough to feel like 
this is what I should be doing. So I switched my degree over to accounting. I loved it until I got into accounting 202 and I said, this is boring. <laughs> no offense to no accountants. Sure. Here, but it's just, I, it wasn't me. And I worked at um, the credit union and I had got a promotion within a credit union to the um, wealth management department oh. while I was still in accounting. So I said, I'm in wealth management. Finance. Wait a minute. Pause, pause. You, you don't look that young. How did you get into, you said the wealth management department? Uh, yeah, when I was, I want to say 19, I started in wealth wow. management. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, I, mean, I got the promote. I studied and I studied my butt off for this interview. So um, they actually let me sit in with the, the current girl who had the position who was leaving. Okay. So when I, I was like, oh my God, like <laughs> now it's over. This is my position. Like I was just asking her questions. And then yeah. that day I remember I went home and I just Googled and I studied everything about it, every single thing. So when I went to the interview, that was hands down the best interview of my life. I knew every single question that they asked me. I even had my account. I had my, um, my planner for school and their for organization. I, I laid wow. it out, showed them everything and I got the position. And I, I was so stunned because I was 19 years old. Still yeah. in college with my own office. I made my own hours. Like, it yeah. Was, was, I don't know. I can't really explain it. it was you know, that, that's awesome. And, and it shows behind, it shows your passion for it. And it shows, you know, even how you took up one about your interview and how you study for it. It shows a lot about you, but on the end, that, that also speaks volumes to, you know, you as a, 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 someone in finance, because they don't just let everybody in that, that area, you know, that's, it's, it's yeah. sometimes, you know, they, they only like a select few people because they're dealing with, you know what I mean? The high net worth individuals, and so that that speaks a lot to what you what you you brought. Now, me and you worked a little bit um, recently, and we we did a little seminar. And you were talking a little bit. Um, you was dropping some knowledge. You were talking about some ownership things, and, and there's three things that you were talking about. Can you elaborate on, on some things that you, you that's a part of your discussion when you're talking to the youth and, and to adults? It sounds like. Yeah, so for sure. So I think what you're referring to is uh, the three pillars of wealth. And, Correct. Um, yes. It's, it's um, three pillars of wealth are owning stock, owning a business, and owning real estate. And the three things that they have in common is ownership. So um, I just talked to the students and adults about just ownership. What is ownership? Why do you need ownership? And if I'm trying to teach you how to create wealth, you have to understand that you have to own something. You yeah. can't get wealth and you don't own anything. You have to own some type of property mm -hmm. and not like a, a property that you're living in that. Um, you're paying a mortgage on you need property that you were running out you need property that you can do a fix and flip on or you need to own stock and with stock um it's a little bit difficult with stock too because mm -hmm. stocks you um you can make money in stocks but right. you have to have a little bit of money to to make a lot of money right. so um I, I feel like stocks for um my demographic is more so something that's going to help you build money in the long run. It's not something that you're going to put money in and just instantly see that money back. That's something that's going to build you some wealth over time, but you need to invest in something more so like the third pillar wealth, which is a business. Okay. Something that's going to make you money. And even with owning, owning a business and opening a business, you're not going to make money right away. You kind right. of have to build into it, but that's just what I'm trying to teach them. The, the core principles of how to make money and where not, not necessarily where to put your money, but mm -hmm how to how to invest your money and how to put your money into something that's going to give you a good return you know and that's awesome especially like right now what we're experiencing right now it's it's it's, it's ownership is huge because a lot of us are finding ourselves those of those of us that work a nine and five we're at the liberty of those who employ us right and so if they decide, you know, right now there's some decisions that they have to make. And if they make a decision to say, hey, we're going to cut you and let you go, 
And I'm not saying in, in any shape or form, not working a nine to five. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying if that's your own source, the only source, you're at the liberty of those that, you know, that you listen to, right? Or those mm -hmm. who, who, who employ you. But, but having ownership still provides you, you know, whether it's owning a, a property, real estate, whether it's, like you said, stock, it still gives you some other avenue where you can still um, have streams of income. One of those could be, you could be a main investor. The main thing could be as an investor, a main thing could be a real estate person. But the truth of the matter is having these other avenues. So now are you a proponent to having multiple uh, streams of income or are you a person that says, uh, one income is, is all you need. No, no, no. Multiple <laughs> dreams of income. I cannot stress it enough. So I don't want you to go out there and start 20 businesses because sure. you're more going to fail. So when, <laughs> when it comes to something like starting a business, I, I think if you're going to start a business, start start with one and dominate your life. In that okay. And try to find different avenues like real estate, like stocks, or like um, just investing in someone's company that you think that you think or that you can see the potential in. So mm -hmm. uh, multiple streams of income for sure. I One stream of income, they say the uh, average millionaire has seven streams of income. So oh, do they? <laughs> it, success leaves clues. Just follow, follow success. That's all you have to do. They leave clues all the time. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. So now uh, you're down this entrepreneurial role. Um, how does it, how does it feel? And, and, and what advice do you give anybody else that's looking to launch out into entrepreneurship right now? And, and I'm not expecting you to know it all or anything of that nature, but you know, you, you know, you stepping out and, and, and what would you, what advice would you give to others that, that may be thinking about entrepreneurship? Oh man. So yeah, it's, it's, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's crazy, but it's, it's a, it's a great feeling. So I just quit. Maybe it was um, March 9th was my last day. Oh, <laughs> management job so I'm, I'm still fresh i'm still fresh in the game and then yeah. when i quit boom the world just shut down i'm like oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy i just quit my job and now it, it kind of put me in that full that full force okay you're an entrepreneur now figure it out it don't matter what's going on now you have to figure it out so just um kind of going with it like it took me it took a lot of guts to quit that job i'm not gonna lie to sure. you i was in a great position with the sure. that only position within the entire company so to give it up it was a huge sacrifice on my part and I don't regret, I don't regret it. Sure. I don't regret it. And I'm going to tell you why I don't regret it because I feel, I feel free. I feel like I have the time. I have the energy right. to do what I need to do. So when I was working my nine to five and I would get off at five or six, whatever time <laughs> I get to the other bit, <laughs> I, I was so tired. I was so burnt yeah. out and I'm still trying to do it. So now it's like, I wake up in the morning and I get straight to it. And I feel like, my most positive energy, my most, my most, that, that the best time of the day, that 9am, that 8am, that 7am, that 6am, I have that time to actually put towards my business. Towards your own business. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. That's awesome. And, and, you know, and I think it's interesting too, because, you know, there, there's different philosophies, there's different thoughts, processes, and so forth. You know, I think you have one of the greatest things on your side is you have not, not saying that you have a lot of time not trying to suggest that, but this is a time in your life where you can figure some of those things out. Would, would you say, I mean, you know, a lot of individuals, they may wait to, to the last moment. They may wait to a pandemic like now, right? And say, hey, I'm going to start a business. But, you know, all their, their career, all their life, they've been in a nine to five where they haven't had a chance to figure things out. And maybe they have, you know, a whole family depending on, right? You're in a, would you would you recommend this for other younger um, entrepreneurs or would would you not recommend starting a business at this point? Do it. Okay. Do it now. There's no better time, especially with me. I'm I'm 23 now. I'll be 24, so I'm 23. Mm -hmm. Um, I 
I'm I'm young. I, I have what I what I wanted in life. I, I have my house, my car is paid off. Like it was no better time in my life. I saw I'm like in the future I'm gonna have kids. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a bigger house with a larger mortgage, a bigger, a nicer car with a, a larger payment on it. So right. it would be a lot more difficult for me to just say F it and then just go towards my dream. Besides right now in my life, me being twenty three and it's it's a, it's it's now is the time. If you especially if you are young, now is the time to do it. You have you have the rest of your life to 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 work a nine to five. If that's if you, if entrepreneur life isn't sure. for you, but you need to give yourself the chance. You need to know for yourself, and that's that's really why I left my position because I've been running my business for the past two years, and it's like I feel like I don't have enough time for it. So mm-hmm. it was like if you're gonna do it, be serious about it, stop right. it and get it done. Just do it. Now I will definitely say that it's definitely for those that are serious. You you can't you can't step out and do entrepreneurship plan. What they say, uh, plan, plan, right? <laughs> you you definitely <laughs> you got to be serious about it, and I think that's huge. But again, you just hit the head on the nail, and I think that's right. You you have an opportunity to learn, and I and I would definitely stress that to any individual that's ready. Now you got to have your product, you got to have whatever it is that you're you're creating. You got to have it ready and up and running. But uh, this is a great time. I think now, uh, I think there's a lot of stuff that's happening, even with this reevaluation. I call it reevaluation, a reset in the, uh, in the market right now with everything happening. Uh, is a great time to pops- possibly consider that or build that out. Would you say right now is a good time to do that? You know, there's recent people that are recently graduated from college right now, and, and the jobs may not be hiring at this moment. Would this be a good time to start at least planning it out or thinking it out? It's, it's the perfect time. We are at we're under a stay at home order. You have nothing to do. You right. can't go anywhere. Stay at home. Don't go to your friend's house. Stay stay at home. Mm-hmm. Build what build your wealth. Build your future. You have nothing but time right now. Forget the TV show. Forget all those hot movies on Netflix and everything right now <laughs> because they're still gonna be there. Like in in ten years. 15 years when you you decided to miss out on that fun to not watch those movies and to actually put this time and energy into this business be broke for this business mm-hmm. 10 to 15 years when you are on top and you just have everything that you ever wanted dreamed of and needed it's not an issue and you're looking back at different people who were out partying who were watching that netflix show and they don't have it and they are trying to figure it out you look at yourself like it was it's worth my time because a lot of us i feel like people my age they yeah they and they're just like, yeah, I'm about to go party. They're not yeah. realizing that after their 20s, you can be a 30 year old in the club and it ain't gonna be so hot. It's not that sweet. <laughs> but yeah, so that's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, we're, we're, we're about to get out of here, but there's a couple more things that I wanted um, to talk to you about. Um, you know, um, what tips do you have for, you know, sometimes as parents, um, you know, we may have some questions about uh, finance and we may, like you just mentioned there, we may have missed the boat and we may not have done what we're supposed to do, but what should we be telling our youth right now? Like, what are some things that we should be telling our children or what should we be telling our youth uh, about finance? What, what what could they be doing right now? Um, The biggest thing I would say is just share your financial status with your student, with your child. I mean, okay. you don't have to go in debt and tell them I got too much money in the yeah. bank, I got in my stocks, but show them as you are paying your monthly bills, break that down to them. When you pay your consumer's bills, show them this is how much I owe consumers and this is how much I'm paying them. Sometimes um, some of us, we have paid consumers when I'm, I, I do it sometimes. So I'm a little bad, <laughs> but um, consumers asking, I wait till they send you the shut up notice. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad because I could just pay it off, but something, I know they're not going to cut it off until they send me the notice. Right. So, <laughs> it's, kind of it's kind of bad. I know, I know, I know, but 
different stuff like that. Just show them. So if you're paying that consumers off every single month, show them how much that is. Show them that energy that you that that light that you leaving on mm-hmm. is drawing fill up to this month. And then if a month passes by and they turn the lights off more and that bill decreases, show them the difference within that. Like just show them the difference. You're saying bringing them along the journey with you, kind of kind of sharing some of that. Not necessarily yeah. giving them your whole paycheck and showing them every everything that you got going on per se, but really kind of bringing them in and including them is what you you recommend. Exactly. They they need to see that, and they need to see. They need to hear about different things like that. So when they when they get to college, they they graduate college and they get a mortgage, they get rent. They not they they understand. They said, okay, moms did this, yeah. pops did this. So I, yeah. I know what to do because I watched them do it for so long. Instead of just hopping into it like I don't know, I don't know what's going on. What what am I doing here? Like, right. <laughs> what would you recommend, like for some people that are starting in, during this time, starting to take their finance a little bit uh, serious? Is there any resources that you could uh, recommend, that whether it's books, whether it's an app, whether it's, what would you recommend that people maybe take a part of right now to, to try to kickstart their financial uh, genius inside of them, I guess? Um, so one book I would highly rec- uh, recommend is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So within Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, he, I got that right here. That's the book I'm telling you. So. Robert Kiyosaki in the book, he teaches you the difference that rich dad taught him poor dad. And poor dad was his actual dad and rich dad was his friend's dad. Mm-hmm. So he would listen to the different principles and things that his dad was, his actual dad was telling him about getting a job, I'll, I'll do this. And then he would go up to his friend's house and listen to rich dad who would tell him about ownership and things like that and what that could do for you. So he just, he just tell, he breaks down the difference within those households, which is uh, honestly the same thing that we do within Grooming Young Millionaires Financial Literacy Camp. Oh, okay. That, that's perfect. That's perfect. All right. Well, before we get out of here, is there, is there anything else you got that you want to share with us or, or ways that people can connect with you or, or, or learn a little bit more about you? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. You can connect um, with Fix My Finance on all social media platforms. I mean, so we got LinkedIn, we have Facebook, we have Instagram, everything is fixed at Fix My Finance. And just please just keep, stay tuned. Um, now, we we have the because of everything that's going on um if if everything does clear up by july we will have a in an in session camp but if okay. we'll be looking at more so an online camp and then during the school year we'll be looking at um bringing the camp to actual school districts so awesome. that we can continue with the education so just stay stay tuned and um again once we figure out everything that's going on with the world we'll know more about if we'll have an in session camp for this summer or not all right. And then also just, you know, I know that's directed toward the you. Do you have anything for us adults that want to uh, fix our finance? Maybe it, it sounds like you suggest you could help me with my credit. No. No, I'm just teasing. I just, <laughs> no, 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 we oh, really? Yeah. So we um, <laughs> recently switched over to a nonprofit. Well, we opened a nonprofit under Fix My Finance, but Fix yeah. My Finance LLC. We actually do credit restoration services. Oh, really? Okay. We do. So we are um, currently redoing all of our packages. Um, so we have two new agents that will be coming on so that we can kind of powerhouse this thing and help everyone uh, adult-wise because we noticed that um, with financial literacy, adults are more so amped to, to build their finances instead of right. So we try to help them learn about it while building their services. We are Perfect. Services services. Oh, that's awesome, man. I was just, I just thought I was teasing because I love that title. I, I, I was just teasing, but okay. So you do have stuff for adults. So that's good to hear. So any of our listeners that are listening, uh, uh, they can find you that way and get some information. It sounds like that way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Across the board, it fix my finance. So we do have a Twitter, 
don't go to the Twitter. <laughs> not active, okay? But, oh man, you gotta get on. You gotta get active for us older users, right? <laughs> you don't want our business, huh? <laughs> you wanna get in touch with us? Facebook is probably you're gonna be your best music contact. Facebook, okay. And you are, you did mention Instagram too, right? Or no? Yeah, we have Instagram. Okay. We have LinkedIn as well. So if you reach out to us on any social media platform, we will reach back out. But um, majority of the time, the Facebook is monitored on uh, everyday basis. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. All right, man. Uh, man, I enjoyed this conversation. I hope you did, man. I, I love talking about money a little bit here. And so what better way to do it, especially, again, from my hometown, Flint, doing this thing uh, there. Like I said, best kept secret, but um, not, probably not after this. Probably next year as this thing blows up more uh, for the youth. I'm sure people will be hearing more and more about you. you just really, just in the beginning stage, even though there's great success, you're just in the beginning stages, and I see nothing but more success for you uh, down the road. So. Thank you, man. I thank you for taking your time and being on the show today. Thank, thank you for having me, man. It's good to actually get on here and uh, talk about the, the passion. Because, like you said, man, I don't really, I don't really get out and uh, talk about it enough. So it's mm -hmm. good to actually get on here and, and and speak about it. Awesome, awesome. Well, again, so those of you who are listening today, if it's your first time listening, we want you to go ahead and subscribe. Uh, whether you're listening to us here on the podcast or whether you're uh, watching us on YouTube, we want you to go ahead and continue to follow us. Um, probably over the next couple of episodes, we're going to continue this conversation about, uh, in some shape or form, money or some type of way, talking about this, uh, um, giving the tools that you need right now uh, to, to, to handle the financial things that are taking place right now. So whether that's with uh, um, employment or whether that's with finances. Uh, we plan on doing that for the next few weeks. But until the next time, thank you for tuning in to Behind the Grind. Peace. Peace.